Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, fourth street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. And uh, also, uh, great pre-owned inventory. And they check over that pre-owned, uh, pre-owned inventory with a fine-tooth comb. Indeed, they do. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Penn State Coaches Show featuring James Franklin is tonight, 6.05 to 7. The opening guest will be Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, Sandy Barber, and James Franklin will be on in the final half hour. So that is coming up tonight. All right, let's get to... Obviously, the primary story, obviously, people have been talking about. Actually, let's back up for a second. Let's get, I want to get the Tom Seaver first. Then we'll get to the uh, Penn State football stuff. All right. Penn State football, by the way, uh, after taking a day off yesterday, is practicing today. Uh, Tom Seaver. Coin flip kept him from being a Philly. How about that? Coin flip. Coin flip. That's what kept him from being a Philadelphia Philly. Mets won the coin flip. They ended up getting Tom Seaver. At that point, Seaver had been, I think he started at Fresno State, but then went to USC. And he goes to the Mets. And he is the def- the pitching definition of a horse. Got the ball, and you were going to get seven or eight innings every time out. You pr- and you also might get nine. You won three hundred eleven games. 
The Miracle Mets in 60-90 won 25 games. 25 games. And in the World Series, when the Mets won in Game 4, which went 10 innings, he was the winning pitcher because he took the ball. This was a case of one particular writer uh, named Dick Young. I think Dick Young, I want to say, wrote for the Daily News. In a lot of ways, he drove Seaver out of New York. He wrote a series of critical columns about him. And then he started including his wife, Nancy Seaver, in some of his columns. At that point, there's a line that you cross. And he crossed the line. And eventually, the Mets dealt Seaver to the Reds, where he threw his own only no-hitter. And it's interesting with the Reds, when he threw the no-hitter, Johnny Bench wasn't the catcher that night. Then he went to the White Sox, and people forget he ended up going in the last part of his career. He went to the Red Sox, and he helped pitch. He was a key part to the Red Sox getting to the 86 World Series. But he hurt his knee up in Toronto, and that kept him out of the postseason. And I've, I've told people for a long time, I think that's the reason why the Reds, everyone talks about the Bill Buckner play, but I've told everybody forever, my personal opinion, if Tom Seaver is healthy, the Red Sox win the World Series. He would have been the starting pitcher in Game 3 instead of Oil Cam Boyd. Now imagine the emotion of that. Baseball has changed, but then again, everything's changed. And when I mean baseball's changed and everything changed, it's about this. For whatever reason, we don't encourage among our among our athletes. I'm talking about as a media. I'm talking about as a media, not as a coach. Not as a strength and conditioning coach, a head coach, an assistant coach, as a media, we seem to not encourage work anymore. We seem to encourage skipping steps. When you hear they don't make Tom Seavers anymore, Tom Seaver went out and was throwing complete games in his career. Well, you don't say any Tom Seavers anymore. No, because we're all on pitch counts. Every one of these guys, I mean, they're, they're just, I mean, left and right. And this goes to other things, which I'm going to, I'm going to talk about in a moment, the opt-out. And about huh? complete games. Let's see, 67-18, 68-14, 69-18, 19-1970, and 71, he had 21 complete games. He had 13. This didn't lead the league, by the way. 13 complete games in 72, 18 in 73, 
12 and 74, 15 and 75, 13 and 76, 19 and 77. Even in 1984, he still had 10 complete games in 1984 at the age of 39. 39. He had 10 complete games. He also threw four shutouts. He was a 15-game winner in, in, at the age of 39. He was a 16-game winner at the age of 40. Why is it? Explain to somebody explain to me. Why is it? The Tom Seaver, Gaylord Perry, Nolan Ryan, Juan Marichal, you know, after early injuries from 1969 on, Jim Palmer, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Greg Max. Why didn't these guys have arm trouble? Bob Gibson. Why didn't Bob Gibson have arm trouble? Why? Why is it everybody today has arm trouble? Arm trouble, another Tommy John, another it's whatever, and, they're, they're, and nobody's pitching nine innings. Goodness sakes, Seaver went out and threw 231 complete games in his career. No arm trouble. Why is it today arm trouble? Why is it we use openers? Why is it we we pitch somebody five innings? Why I, I don't get it. Why is it all these greats all took the ball and kept going out, going out, and going out for goodness sakes? Now in the NBA we have load management. Hey, you're paid not to play. Okay, great. Yeah, that's great for the paying customer. Sure, we'll just make sure you don't play. I thought you had a contract. Now, here's the latest, latest stories. Jamie Newman, uh, anybody who opts out with coronavirus, I completely understand. For example, uh, Kenneth Gamewell of Memphis, he has four members of his family that have coronavirus. So he opted out. He's not going to play Saturday night. We know why Micah opted out. Jamie Newman, the Georgia, the Georgia quarterback, opted out, said he's going to get ready for the NFL draft. And people have talked about, hey, how Nick Bosa, who actually started the season, got hurt. He's starting the trend of people thinking about opting out. And guess what? Hey, that's really smart. Smart? Really? Guess what? You know what's not smart? Not playing. And here's the reason why. Hey, this isn't just a blanket get-off-my-lawn statement here. This is not that. When a basketball player plays one and done, what is that basketball player doing? Playing. What about the basketball player that says, gee, I don't really think college isn't for me. I want to go to the G League or I want to go overseas and do my one year there. Guess what the players are doing? Playing. LaMelo Ball will end up being one of the top four picks in the draft in October for the NBA. He never has played a second in college. 
But guess what LaMelo Ball's been doing the entire time overseas? He's been playing. Some guys go to New Zealand. Some guys go to Australia. Some guys go to Europe. Some guys go to the G League. But they keep playing. That's not an option in college football. You need to keep playing. And this is going to be an interesting interesting draft coming up. Uh, to see how players do. Because, again, anybody who doesn't play this season is going to be out of football and no games for 19 months, a year and a half. That doesn't happen in college basketball. Because of all the options in college basketball, you're still playing. And for some reason, one media article after another encourages not how smart it is. You have no idea if it's smart or not. None. All I know is you're not playing. And it's not that you're not playing for whatever team. I could care less. I'm talking about the common sense part of this. We know more about sports science than ever before. Yet we have more injuries than ever before. We know more about sports science than ever before. Yet, we, yet if a pitcher throws a complete game today, it's like, oh, oh my God, where'd that come from? Explain to me why these pitchers in the 60s, 70s, and 80s threw complete games and didn't fall apart. How did they do it? Today we got an opener. Dude faces three batters. Hey, really, Bobby, thanks. Thanks for what? I looked it up the other day. MIT has no national championships. Yeah, you have a lot of you have a lot of MIT guys in the front office. MIT, Harvard, Yale, front office of baseball. Got a lot of those guys. You know what I noticed? Harvard, Yale, and MIT have combined for no national championships. Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin kept on going. Kept Roger, you know, uh, you know, Roger Clemens did as well. But Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Juan Marichal, Bob Gibson, one after another, would go out and they would eat up innings. They'd be criticized today for doing that. You're overworking them. You're cutting into their career. X is so, you know, X player so smart to opt out. You know, they might get hurt. Like, what? I don't get that. I don't get why it's encouraged so much. That That's the part that gets me. Why is it encouraged so much? Why? What a smart move. A smart move in what way? When Nick Bosa did it, he was hurt. He at least had played at a training camp where he played three games, and then he got hurt against TCU. He decided late in the year, he said, you know what? I'm not coming back. 
The big difference is, is that when he finally played his first preseason, preseason game, he hadn't played in 10 months. Not 19. 19 months is a long time to be off from something, especially where the repetition of it is so important. Why do we keep encouraging people not to do things anymore? You don't want to pitch that eighth inning. You know what? If you play 60 games a year, that's fine. Don't worry about the 22 the fans counted on seeing you. Why don't you opt out? You might get hurt. Okay. We seem to do too much encouraging. I don't get that. I am completely baffled by it. Not the, obviously not the way I was brought up. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, which is checked over with a fine-tooth comb, I might add. And great sales staff that's looking uh, after you. Here's the bottom line. Oh, they want to make a sale. Um, why does Sunbury Motors have so many repeat customers? Because they've been so treated so well the first time, or the second time, or the third time by the sales staff at Sunbury Motors. That's how you get repeat customers, because they get it. They understand it's about you. And a fabulous service department. You need to have that vehicle taken care of, even if it's routine maintenance. All right, takes care of the life of the vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. In Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Pirates lead the Cubs 4-2, top of the 6th. Astros lead the Rangers 4-2, top of the 4th. Phillies at 4 on Eagle 107. will take on the Washington Nationals. Mets and Yankees at 4-10. Angels and Padres at 7-10. Uh, Buffalo will take on Pawtucket. Oh, no, it's the Red Sox. Buffalo will take on the Red Sox at 730. Uh, I I said San Diego and the Dodgers. I meant the Angels. White Sox, Kansas City, D-backs, Dodgers. uh, They'll play Oakland and Seattle postponed. I think what Oakland had, what, a staff member test positive or something like that. Correct. Yeah. So... They're not playing right now. The um, so you felt like it came out firing, huh? Oh yeah, and I basically agree with everything you said. Is it, this isn't the like, hey, you know, I've lived this life, got off my lawn. So I don't like the trend of what I'm seeing. I don't, I, I don't get it. As I've said a lot, for a doctor and an athletic trainer, 
there are two very tough individuals for them to treat. One is the person that, I'm fine. Uh, your knee's swelling. You're, I'm fine. We need to take a, a look. No, I'm good. I'm going back in. No, you're not. We're going to take a look at it. That's a tough person to treat. They're hurt, but doggone, they 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 got to get back out there. Then there's the other one. I still feel a twinge. Okay, we've checked you over. You're, you're, we don't we can't find the problem. I still feel a twinge. All right. Well, we have all of these extremely unimpressive X-rays. I feel a twinge. Can't go back in. They feel a twinge. Again, I mean, those are the two toughest ones for doctors and trainers to treat. The ones that, God bless them, they they want to get back out there and play, but the trainer or the doctor knows, oh, I I can't get a hold of them back. Then there's the other one. I have a twinge. You have nothing wrong with you (laughs) we can find. Uh, but those are the two tough ones so now let's get to today today how many times do you sit there and you read an article it's always from a national person it's never from from a local or a beat writer about oh you know load management's really good really the 22 games Kawhi Leonard set out last year yeah they won the championship look how fresh Kawhi was in the championship series yeah what about that family of four that went to that game in February and they're like I can't wait to watch Kawhi Leonard oh he's this is one of the 22 games he's sitting out really wow alright well I'll watch this game oh by the way I've got to be back at work tomorrow morning oh yeah. all right and how many dates on the world tour did Bono take off when you two went around the world? Oh, that's right, none. Um, yeah, got it. Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. And going back to the picture, Steve, the other problem is stupid analytics. Well, that's what I said. I mean, I, I went back and checked. Harvard, Yale, and MIT have combined for no national championships. There you go. This is okay, why analytics right. are more of a problem in sports than help sports, in my opinion. I think I think the more information you get, the better. It's now how you choose to use it. You can't just do everything by feel. And you can't just do everything by numbers. There's a middle ground where you say, okay, look, this helps me make some... Before the game, you sit there and sit there and look at it and say, okay, this will help me make a couple of decisions. I mean, let's take a simple analytic. Uh, okay, Matt Catrillo, right-hander. Uh, you're going to face... Um, you're going to face DJ LeMahieu, who struggles against right... In this case, struggles against right-handers. There may be a point in the seventh inning I've got to bring you in in a righty-on-righty situation because the stats tell me 
and his lifetime batting average against you wasn't great. I want to bring you in in that spot. There's first and second and two outs. All right, so now I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, lifetime DJ's 176 against Catrillo. It's a righty-on-righty matchup. Seventh inning, first and second, two outs. I need to get out of this inning. I'm going to bring you in. Because before the game, I did my research. It's on my card. It's right there. Now, part of that is the gut instinct of, hey, look, this this is a key out and a key part of the game. I need this. Okay? But this entire stuff about openers and, hey, and all that, it's brilliant. Brilliant, really? The first year Tampa Bay employed an opener, and everybody praised it up one side, down the other. Tampa Bay was under 500 in those games. Did you know that? This was last year. Oh, Tampa Bay, brilliant. Oh, the opener. Oh, yeah. You look at the road. What's the record, by the way, with the opener? Oh, they're under 500. Really? For a team that finished over 500? And they used the conventional guy? They had a better record? Oh, okay. I can do analytics, too. Again, here's a problem. As I've said many, many times, we talk about this show. It's really, really important. Right? Always fear the person who can read. All right, so uh, see, it takes that, see, the time that's exactly to, it, right. It, it, that's exactly right. It takes right. the time to read. It takes the time to read. You need to take the time to look. You take the time to look. You can't just keep believing the garbage that is spewed out. Sometimes, if you take some time to look at it, all right. You know, and I know you don't like the Rays because, I mean, now they're dominating your team, kind of making them look <laughs> foolish. But, I mean, uh, you know, despite the fact they've spent exponentially less than you have. Just kidding. I only said that to get your goat. <laughs> but, I mean, opting out, that could be the new thing. Opting out could be the new thing. You're going to encourage somebody to not play for 19 months in football to play their bowl game, sit out their redshirt sophomore season or their sophomore season? I mean, or their junior season? You're going to encourage that to not play for 19 months? Huh? You have to play to be good at anything. You have to keep playing the game, to be honest with you. You do. We can talk about one and duns or those who skip college altogether, but they both have something in common. A one and done is still playing college basketball that freshman year. The one that skips college but opts for the G League or New Zealand, Australia, maybe even Europe, whatever it may be. Guess what they're doing? They're still playing. It's just against different competition, but they're still playing. They're still working and honing and fine-tuning their game and game conditions. To encourage this in college makes, makes no sense. In a COVID-19 world, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about, like, I'm reading more articles about should more players opt out, just opt out to get ready for the draft. Huh? So say COVID's not a factor with Jamie Newman. Let's just say it's not. 
it would be the wrong decision to opt out to get ready for the draft. As a player, you need to keep playing. You need to throw some passes against competition. You need to get in there. I'm going to be a first-round pick. Really? It's like everybody's talking about how many people might opt out in the Big Ten by playing later. Not as many as you think, because guess what? See that guy over there? He's been playing. He passed you out. How'd he pass you out? You're not playing. He is. I remember Jadavian Clowney. Awesome, awesome sophomore season. Had that big hit on Smith in the Outback Bowl. Just destroyed him. Signature play. The number of articles that came out and talk show hosts. Maybe you should set out his junior year. I mean, really. I sat there in total amazement. And in his junior year, to be honest with you, he kind of mailed it in. And he still was the first overall pick. And guess what? He's had a good NFL career. He has not had a great or dominating NFL career. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, you're looking at your Yankee Tampa Bay thing here. Ooh, brutal. Kind of taking you apart. Wow. And no wonder you're throwing at their guys. All right, we'll come back uh, with uh, more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Sandy Barber, James Franklin tonight, Penn State Coaches Show, presented by Pepsi. I know there's been a lot of talk about. October uh, playing, October 10th, whatever. Uh, I still maintain the, the earliest, personally. I still maintain that the earliest is going to be November. All right. Uh, that's just me. That's just my opinion. We'll get into some of this. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to sit there and say, so, Sandy, when are we starting? I'm not going to ask that question. Right? This isn't uh, this isn't the Penn State Club of pick a pick town where somebody just blurts it out and then they look at you like, you know. You know it's very important to ask questions that you get answers to. All right, so they'll be on tonight. And talk about that. Um, you know, still doesn't mean it doesn't happen in January either. But that's where we are. We're just waiting. Uh, I was hoping that we'd hear something, you know, whatever the concepts happen to be. I thought we'd have that by now. We don't. Um. But that is where we are. Uh, myocarditis obviously has been a big, big thing today. Um, but we've talked about this over and over again. Uh, number one, we don't know how many athletes even have 
myocarditis. ESPN released information today saying of the 26 schools, all Power 5, that answered the question about heart-related conditions for student-athletes, only one school, Oregon State, reported having an athlete who developed heart-related issues by contracting COVID-19. But the school stated that it, it was not myocarditis, an inflammation of the heart muscles, so it didn't have it. Uh, we know, obviously, that there have been 10 to 15 uh, that they say in the Big Ten. Now, the school board, stick out school board meeting last night, Wayne uh, said something about 30 to 35 percent. Um, yeah, but he was clear that the Big Ten, Wayne was very clear that the Big Ten hasn't cardiac MRI'd every athlete who tested positive for COVID. All right? They haven't done that. However, among the ones that were cardiac MRI'd, about a third of them had a level. In other words, okay, let's, let's, straight, let's straighten this out for everybody. Suddenly, suddenly you, you you feel weak, shortness of breath. Maybe you're feeling, you know, in the chest area. Maybe I know as I as I've said before in the show, I've known a couple of people that have unfortunately had Lyme disease. And Lyme disease is a son of a gun to go through and get rid of. All right. And each time they developed, they're like, geez, I'm out of breath. They, uh, and, and at first, they each thought they were having a heart problem. So they went through a series of tests, and they couldn't find what was causing the heart problem until finally each one were looked at for Lyme disease. And that's what they said. There's the link. There's the viral link. And as soon as they got them on path to getting out of Lyme disease, they were able to then have the heart clear up and feel exponentially better. So this is a case where of those who are experiencing symptoms where where the doctor in the Big Ten, okay, where someone who has COVID that is complaining about shortness of breath or they're complaining about geez I don't quite feel right and you know shortness of breath chest whatever so those are the ones that were MRI'd and of those that were MRI'd about a third of them had a level of inflammation so say they've been saying 10 to 15 so maybe it was anywhere from 30 to 45 individuals that experienced this and 10 to 15 had it okay now, what does it take to recover from it? Well, you do recover, and most times you recover completely from it. Sometimes, and, and usually one of the primary aspects of doing it is rest. Wayne just wants to study it further. All right. 
right? Wayne is the kind of guy, believe me, Wayne Sebastianelli. Okay. I have trusted my children to him. To say we are friends would be an understatement. We have known each other for 25 years. Hey. Okay. All right. He was very clear that the Big Ten has not cardiac MRI'd every athlete who tested for COVID. Only the ones that they looked at and said, you know what, we need to take a look at that based on what you're telling me. That's where the 30 to 35% came up. All right, I just, it needs some intelligence and some context. Oh. I just, I don't know. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.